it is now time for people to repent. This is not normal. More than one million people die from malaria every year, with 90% occurring in sub-Saharan Africa. COVID-19 has changed our world. Today we are planting 15,000 ebony trees in Cameroon, and for the first time, ebony won't be harvested from the middle of the pristine forest. The scramble for Africa was over a long time ago, and now the continent is in your very hands. What you choose to do with that will define Africa's future. Welcome to Africa Science Focus, the weekly program from SciDev.net, where journalists take you to the front lines of science in global development from across the continent. On this week's show, we speak to the entrepreneurs and innovators revolutionizing Zambia, and we learn about the difficulties faced by its small-scale farmers. I am Sally Amutabi. Information and communication technologies, or ICTs, are increasingly valuable in efforts to achieve the global sustainable development goals. These technologies can boost citizen participation and improve agriculture, health and education, all while keeping communities connected. Zambia is just one of the countries in the south of Africa that are including information and communication technologies in their national development plans. Africa Science Focus spoke with Bernard Banda at Zikta, the Zambia Information and Communications Technology Authority, to see how they are supporting innovation and change. Uh, thank you very much for hosting Zikta on Africa Science Focus. My name is uh, Bernard Banda. I'm Acting Director Economic Regulation at Zikta. I'll begin by mentioning that Zikta has a mandate to support entrepreneurship and uh, innovation in Zambia as espoused in the ICT Act. You may be aware already that uh, we've been coordinating what we've been calling an ICT innovation program, which we've been supporting for the last four years. The program primarily seeks to identify early stage businesses or innovators as well as uh, entrepreneurs that are working in the ICT space. And what we try to do as Zikta is to provide technical and business development support services aimed at commercializing these innovations. Yes, we have quite a number of people now that are picking up these ICT skills, but we want to move to a level where we can have a critical mass of young people or entrepreneurs that are going to use ICT to be able to innovate. On the demand side, again, when it comes to digital skills, we don't have a lot of people that are able to leverage on these platforms that are being developed to be able to create value. So we'd like to see a country where the whole population actually has this culture of ensuring that uh, they have some digital skills that can then leverage on these innovations that are coming from this space. Within the program, obviously, we've had quite a number of success stories. And I'll start with a recently promoted project that we're supporting on the program. It's called Patumba. Patumba is a mobile-based digital savings and investment service uh, platform that is currently sitting on all the three mobile network operators. Basically, what the, the project tries to do is that it provides users with an opportunity to invest into retirement plans, fixed-term savings or shares, as well as bonds. Bernard Bender of Zikta there, discussing support for entrepreneurs and innovators in Zambia. 
To find out more about the digital savings service Patumba, reporter Jabiel Zulu spoke with co-director Mwangala Mwea. Patumba, by its very nature, is a mass market product, meaning that it cuts across all uh, technological, economic, and social barriers. Most of the marginalized segments of our population haven't had uh, a chance to basically access financial services, be it investments or savings. And uh, the barrier to entry for most of these financial services was quite high because someone has to fill in the full KYC, they basically have to have a minimum investment of maybe 500 kwacha for just them to participate in any regulated savings scheme. With the Patumba platform, uh, anyone, as long as you've got a mobile money and you've got a one kwacha in that particular mobile money platform, you'll be able to invest in a regulated uh, investment scheme. The, the objective was to ensure that no one gets left behind where social security is concerned. So with the Patumba platform, anyone with a mobile phone and a mobile money account is able to access this particular platform. Since launching in late 2018, Patumba has gained more than half a million subscribers. With more than one in two members of the Zambian population owning a mobile phone, this number looks set to rise. Patumba is just one example of the social and technological innovations coming out of sub-Saharan Africa. With youth unemployment in Zambia above 20%, young people are also looking for alternative ways to make their mark. I had the mentality that I was given from my parents and from everyone else to say, when you go to school, you finish school, mm -hmm. you go to university, get a job, get married, have children and die. Yeah. But then now that mentality has changed because now I discovered that I may have the paper, but I will not employ myself. When I die, my paper dies also because no one can ever use that paper. But with the skill that I can give to my son, my daughter, they may use it. That was Frederick Zulu. He tells Jubiel how mentorship and guidance from the Zambia Empowerment Hub for Entrepreneurship and Skills Training, Zehest, gave him the skills he needed to support himself. I think I got to know about Zehest two years ago, that was in 2018 and I saw them on social media. Mm -hmm. So I started following their page and then I got to learn more about them. After I learned about the Hest and the whole point of empowerment, mm -hmm. I discovered that I used to look down on people that had skills mm -hmm. because I used to think that the only way to life is having a white collar job. Mm -hmm. But then when I learned about the Hest, I got to realize that I had a skill. I used to do woodwork in school. Mm -hmm. So then I got interest and I started improving on that skill. Mm -hmm. I found that I was able to make money because when you look at things in Zambia, the economy is really hard. Mm -hmm. It is hard to find a job these days. Mm -hmm. People have been applying, people are not employed. But then with my skill that I learned, it's easy for me to make money because when you look at it, people are building every day mm -hmm. and people need carpenters mm -hmm. to put ceiling boards. People need carpenters to put the cap losses for the houses. Mm. People again need companies, they need beds, they need stools. Mm -hmm. so, so you're able to make all those? Yes. Okay. Okay, great. Clarence Mzyamba at Zehest is hopeful the organization can roll out this same level of support across the whole of Zambia. 
So we are a youth-led think tank, non-governmental organization, working around entrepreneurship, empowerment, programs, projects, and policies. Our major objective is to identify uh, to identify those youths who, who are available, who are willing to make a change, a positive impact in society. We have been uh, holding uh, entrepreneurship and empowerment symposiums across the, the country. Uh, some of them tailoring skills, they acquired tailoring skills, they acquired bricklaying skills, uh, reading and writing skills. As you may be aware, poverty levels are high in our rural part of Zambia. And so as an empowerment hub, we've taken it upon ourselves to ensure that we reach out to the, to the masses and to the majority so that we can help them and train them with a life survival skill. So we want people to be self-reliant and be able to use their God-given hands so that they can make a living out of their talents and skills. Um, our target is to reach each and every constituency, 100 youths per constituency. So by the end of the 150 constituencies in Zambia, we are going to have over 15,000 youths who are going to be empowered from our empowerment hub through various innovations and uh, talents and skills that we provide at our empowerment uh, center. As we have heard, innovation requires access to information. Many people in Zambia live in rural areas and rely heavily on traditional farming. Benedict explains the challenges many of these smallholders are facing. Agriculture is not only for food, it's also there to provide livelihoods for people. If there's no rain, I think there should be some sort of assistance to help the women to come up with other activities that would help them throughout the year, like issues to do with irrigation, uh, income generating, issues to do with uh, maybe keeping of small livestock, which they can earn some income in order to continue with their usual life. Benedette speaking there. More than 70% of Zambians rely on small-scale farming for their livelihoods and female farmers produce up to 80% of locally consumed food. Due to the ever-increasing cost of fertilizer, productivity on these farms remains low. Reporter Jubiel went in search of farming innovations that are helping to maximize efficiency. Yes, uh, my name is Mary Sakala, a small-scale farmer in Mumbwa. I'm a farmer who's um, involved in uh, so many practices of farming. Mm. I do agroecology. I'm also a, I rear small livestock uh, on my farm. I also do the seed multiplication. What innovations have you come up with? Uh, usually I train my fellow farmers, especially women farmers in um, um, running away from uh, the use of uh, chemical farming because it has become uh, so costly, uh, leading to no profits uh, by the end of the day. So I teach them on how to make manure and I teach them on how to keep their own seeds on the other side so that they reduce the cost of production. That was Jubil Zulu speaking to Mary Sakala, about a sustainable small holding. Since 2002, the Zambian government has sought to develop initiatives that help small-scale farmers. The Farmer Input Support Program subsidizes fertilizers and seeds, but it has been criticized for input costs that are still too high for poorer rural households. 
an electronic voucher system was implemented to meet this challenge. But farmers like Mary say that the vouchers aren't always redeemable and where they are, suppliers take advantage by increasing the cost of products. So, what else can be done to help smallholders in parallel with these initiatives? It is important to note that technology in agriculture is a wide spectrum from soil technologies to post-harvest technologies. Today, a lot of information is being uploaded on the internet, an issue which is making it difficult to access, especially females and youths with limited knowledge. The majority of smallholder farmers have been using traditional methods to grow the food we consume today. There is need to shift to more sustainable technologies in the face of climate change. Farmers should be educated on all the types of fertilizers that can improve the soil fertility. According to IAPRI researchers, the government, through nitrogen chemicals of Zambia, should develop appropriate fertilizers that meet the needs of the farmers in different ecological zones. Similarly, this calls for seed varieties which are location-specific. This has calls upon the government for supportive policies that provides a platform for marginalized women and youths to be trained in ICTs in their respective districts. That was Victoria Mwaba of Zero Science Technology Trust ending today's program by highlighting how important access to information and communication technologies is, especially for women and young people in Africa. Got a question about health, science or development in Africa? Send us a message and we'll ask our specialists to respond. Contact us on WhatsApp via plus 254-799-042-513. You can subscribe to our program, download episodes and leave a review at www.sidev.net. That is all for today on Africa Science Focus. See you next Wednesday. This program was funded by the European Journalism Centre through the European Development Journalism Grant Program with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.